Right, let's do this thing. Okay. We're recording. Do you want to just let me move this? Oh, testing. Mm, is that good? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to turn you down a bit. There we go. Cool. Awesome. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Two Geese in a Pod. I can't believe we've been doing, we've done four of these now. I know. It's crazy, isn't we've, it? We've it's a month, month now. It's a month. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much to everyone uh, who listened to last week's podcast. Uh, and if you can keep on liking and sharing our page... Uh, and the posts, the podcast with everyone. Uh, it's going quite well at the moment, so we just want to keep it going and yep. uh, keep building on it. So, that's yeah. the plan, keep ticking it over. Yeah, that's it. And also, um, uh, we've got a website as well, which is twogeeseinapod.com, um, and you can see a little bit more about uh, me and Josh on there. There's a photo, actually. We, it was very embarrassing. We had to get <laughs> the guys to take a photo of us at the end of the session, and uh, the pair of us literally looked like we've just got out of a shower. Well, it wasn't just one, though, was it? It was yeah. about, <laughs> what, about 10. We were like, oh, no, no, our hair. Um, we just need to get our hair looking yeah, a little wait, bit better. Wait. Yeah, wait one second. <sighs> yeah. How no, do I look? <laughs> no, no egos in jujitsu, though. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, um, today's episode is kind of uh, two episodes in one. So we're going to have a bit of a chat um, about, oh, my phone's ringing. That seems to happen a lot, doesn't it? Oh, do you know what? I'm going to have to get this. Okay, I've answered my phone. We weren't going out on air. That's okay. For a terrible moment, I thought we were. <laughs> I'll edit it all together. It'll sound fine. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's two two episodes in one uh, today because um, we did the competition podcast last week talking about mm. sport, jiu-jitsu and competing and stuff. And you were at the British Open. So we're yep. going to talk a little bit about that and how it went. And then we're going to talk about... Gi or no gi? To gi or not to gi? That is the question. That is the question. We're going to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, so, yeah, we went to the British Open on Sunday over in Coventry. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, good fun. It was good fun. I, I love competition day. It's uh, Even if I'm not competing, it's a great day out. I think the thing is we've kind of made it as a, in our club as a bit of a kind of social event haven't we like yeah definitely it's, it's like a club day out really as opposed to the actual competing side of it yeah it's just a good laugh with a bunch of guys isn't it exactly and i suppose it was good for yourself um you know having seen you never seen a jiu-jitsu competition before so what no, did you think yeah I, do you know what what better one to start off with uh kind of having a look at than the british open mm. it was huge it was and I... we went on the third day yeah uh, do you know what? I, I've never seen so many blue belts before. Yeah. It was crazy. There was do, no do you know space on the warm-up mat at There all. was actually a really quite a funny moment where we, because we were all set up, basically it was at this place called the Sky Dome, which is like an old, which is an ice rink usually, mm. and they covered it all over, but there's kind of bleacher seating, if you see what I mean, and we were sat up there and you were over in the training area, quite like the warm-up area over the way, and... Um, we kind of lost sight of you because there were so many. And um, and I was like, Where, where's Josh? Can anyone see Josh? And uh, Chris, big Chris from our club went, oh, yeah, he's the one in the black gi with the uh, blue belt with the facial hair. And I was like, yeah, no, that, that doesn't narrow it down. Like it, there were just so many people, so many guys in black gis with blue belts with facial hair. So... We just had to kind of try and work out where oh, we were. I thought I was going to be one of the minority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were loads of people there, and um, then we saw a bit of the um, a bit of the brown belt competition as well, um, which is in the afternoon too. So yeah, it was uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it, and it was 
yeah, I've just never seen like so many jujitsu people in one place before. Mm. So not only everybody competing, um, but kind of just all these cauliflower ears everywhere and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, it was great. Well, how did you feel about it? What were your you because you were really relaxed, actually, I think. I was to a certain extent. I do you know what? I messed up my warm up. Oh really? Yeah, I I, I oh, I've only got myself to blame really. Um, so I was scheduled to fight at uh, ten to twelve uh-huh. in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, I guess just before the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought, you know, okay, I'll I'll, I'll sort of meander down to uh, the warm up map around the sort of about you know half eleven or something. I'll get a good twenty minute warm up. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually get down to the warm up mat until probably. I don't know what I'd say, like 25 to 20 to 12. Okay. I literally, I started warming up for two minutes and, and, they, then they, and then they called me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even have a chance to do any warm up. And then, uh, yeah, I went through and, and weighed in. And then you, so you sort of go through um, to like the, the next gate area mm-hmm. as it is. And um, no, that's, that's not matted out the floor. It's just literally the carpet yeah. floor on the cold ice rink. Uh, so I thought, I need to warm up. So all the competitors are standing around. I just started doing a load of burpees and <laughs> sit-outs. And everyone's thinking, what? looking at me thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? I was like, I need to get something to yeah. go. And I tell you what, that was the part, part oh, well, that was the time when my uh, my heartbeat was like beating furiously. and Because um, just mentally you were just yeah. like, oh God, yeah, just pa- kind of panicking about it a bit. Yeah, big time. And um, I just, I, I started feeling a little bit sluggish actually. And I, I was kicking myself. Mm. I really really should have prepared myself a little better and uh, started warming up at least around about 11 o'clock or something. Yeah. But uh, schoolboy error. Yeah, I guess as well, you know, I it was super busy and it's just one of those things like you'll know for next time, won't you? Yeah, well, that's it. I'm a little bit out of practice because I haven't competed for two years. So, um, you know, overall, I'm, I'm happy on uh, sort of how it went. Yeah, because yeah. you, you fought two, you had two fights, we should say how you got on. So you had two fights. Yeah. One, your first one. Yeah. Pretty dominant throughout yeah i was happy with that um although uh looking back on the video um still made a lot of mistakes um mm. you know having having high hips and things like that it was funny actually because i think that was part of the reason why i couldn't uh even though i passed the guy's guard once yeah. and, and got the mount and then i struggled to uh, pass his guard again um and i think it's because i didn't have that warm-up so my body wasn't ready okay. so i knew what i wanted to do and I was like, I, and I could hear Manasseh shouting, um, get your hips low, get your hips low. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I had to get my hips low, but my body just wasn't responding. Yeah. Uh, it was still sort of in a, I wouldn't say state of shock, but just it was like, oh God, I'm competing in adrenaline. Blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was happy with the, you know, got the got the win on the first first fight. Uh, and then, yeah, second fight, it was, I was winning that. Um controlling the whole match yeah i mean it's so i will i'll give an observer's kind of uh report of the match so i was watching it with the guys who were up in the stand and you don't want to hear this because i know you know already but <laughs> you looked really good and you were kind of pretty much in control of the whole thing and kind of just sort of um dominating the guy i think you were kind of just really hassling him and sort of all over him i think he swept him possibly once or past his guard or something you yeah got, you got up on points putting it that way yeah i got i got the sweep um, got, and yeah, landed got... straight into the triangle in in the mount but um that's when i felt my knee sort of pop 
a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. we should say you've had knee surgery, haven't you? Like mm. recent, fairly recently. Yeah. So you just kind of immediately were a bit panicky about that. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Re- I, can- I shouldn't really use it as an excuse because, I mean, f- fair play to the guy he beat me. But um, <laughs> as soon as it popped, I I just instantly the first thought that came into my head was, oh no wedding yeah sarah she's yeah. gonna kill me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah and it, it, it sort of threw me mentally um couldn't couldn't get back on track after and then that. kind of just literally within sort of the next 30 40 seconds yeah the guy managed to sort of half take your back and then he didn't get both hooks in but then no. managed to pull a, a bow and arrow out of he did out yeah of it. and i was saying to the guys it was very weird for me because i've never <laughs> seen you tap before ever uh so i was like did did Josh just tap? Like, what's going on? Huh? Because I was a bit confused as well because you were so dominant in the fight. Well, not dominant, but you were... It was controlling. You were controlling yeah. the, the situation. So I was just really surprised. But it was, you know, it was a good it was a good lesson for me that that's the way it works. And sometimes yeah. you can be up on points, but if you're not concentrating or... I'm not saying you weren't concentrating, but no. if you're not concentrating or you just kind of lose your flow just for a minute yeah you, you you take well you lose your concentration for one second or you, I, in my case i made a mistake made a silly mistake that I wouldn't normally do in the gym but uh i did in the in the fight and uh yeah it cost me the match yeah um but you know kudos to my opponent yeah you definitely. Know, he, he he uh he sieged that or siege seeds the opportunity yeah um and uh yeah he won the match so Fair, fair play. Yeah, fair yeah. play. And you know that's about that's what competitions about as well. You know you can't. It's it's a it's a sport that is sport jujitsu. Like someone's going to win, someone's going to yeah. lose. And do you know what? My mate Scott, who has been mentioned on this podcast a few times, <laughs> he got up by himself. No one from his gym went with him. Like yeah. they were all busy. He drove all the way from Essex to Coventry. He got warmed up, walked into his first match, and got knocked out in the first round. So he'd driven like two and a half hours by himself. Got knocked out in his first round and was just like, all oh, right, okay. But do, do you know, do you know what? what? It takes balls to do that. Yeah, though. it does. It really yeah, does. And yeah. it's like, Fair it's, play like to him, you know? it's like, well, yeah, that's competing. So what are you going to do? Um, so yeah, but it's just how you keep going. And I love that mentality though. Like, you know, it's good, good job, Scott. Yeah, he's a good lad. <laughs> and he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. We took him under our wing for the rest of the day. So yeah, it was all good. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a bit of competition review and uh, how it went. Um, I guess we should move on to our... Uh, our have you got... Do you don't want to talk any more about competition stuff? No, I no. All, everything. All, I guess all I say, the guy who I lost to was actually a really nice guy. He was a great guy. Yeah, I had a good chat with him afterwards. And he was a lovely guy. Do you know yeah. what? Everyone was though. Like, it's this cliches about jujitsu brotherhood and all this sort of stuff but <laughs> everyone's really nice and um no one is there to uh to humiliate anyone or anything like that are they no no not everyone's at all. trained hard and they just want to have a good time and stuff yeah. and um just quickly we should say um or i should ask you the question how was the uh the post-competition mcdonald's um what, what what do you think what was my face doing when i was tucking into that burger? well i don't know that it was actually um I, d- I think it's a face that possibly only your girlfriend should ever see. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we, we it's a tradition to go for a post-competition McDonald's. Oh, it's got to be done. Yeah, You were loving it. And um, my f- Damon, who also from our club competed, uh, he was knocked out in his first round. 
uh, fight. Like he just went straight to the bar and got himself a beer because he, <laughs> he hadn't had a beer in two months. So, yeah, so... To, to, to be fair, Damon, he he uh, he dieted hard. You know, he was training hard, so I think he deserved that one. Mm. Yeah, and he was again just going back to the competition. He was so unfortunate in his match as well. Yeah, he you know? was really hard done by for reasons we won't necessarily go into. But yeah. It was like, that was a tough break for him. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about to gi or not to gi, gi and no gi, um, and how they differ from each other. Obviously, in one, you're wearing a gi, yep. which is a big jujitsu suit that you can choke <laughs> people with and grip each other with. Yep. And the other, you are not wearing a gi. I guess that fundamentally... Well, that you're not is naked. Not <laughs> true. Um, you're just kind of wearing like... I suppose lycra, basically. Um, yeah, um, that's fundamentally the difference between the two, isn't it? Gi and no gi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One way, one you wear a uniform, one you don't. Yeah, um, I guess the big difference, though, in how that then translates into how you fight and yeah. whatever, is mainly around grips. I would say, for me, initially. Yeah, grips and the pace of the game the as well. The pace of it too. Yeah. So obviously. You're going to go and so say say you train regularly in the gi, yep, and then you start training no gi. What would you say is the thing that hits you straight away? What's the most um, obvious difference between the two? Obviously the grips, but it probably actually probably is the pace of it. Yeah, I uh, I would probably say if you've never done no gi before, um, so your natural instinct. So especially if you're like playing guard or something, you want to you know shoot up and try and grab a collar yeah. or, or a sleeve or something so that that's not going to be there yeah obviously so it's more like oh okay this is a bit different so having to maybe you know posture up and try and cut the back of the head and and go for risk control mm-hmm. so risk control vital in uh, nogi and you always want to try and do like a two-on-one tactic like mm-hmm. my two arms on your one arm um yeah i would i would actually probably say the grips is probably the biggest thing to begin with at first yeah i mean so i actually have some insight into this because i um i've trained mainly gi so pretty much i would say like 90 percent gi Um, and then when i've traveled to different places i've so i've been to essex again to visit scott my mate and um he trains mainly nogi mm. and so i went to some nogi classes and i remember training it for the first time and and um just feeling like um like uh i just didn't it was it's hard to describe because it's the same but it's different yeah it's that's the that's like the stupidest um kind of uh explanation of it but i just remember i just went to um because I am playing quite a lot of guard, closed guard at the moment, like I just got someone in my closed guard, and I, and I, I literally just instinctively, without realizing, just went to grip the yep. collar, and I was like, oh shit, it's not there. Like, <laughs> oh, what do I do now? And um, and it was like um, it was a bit like kind of like it was, it, weirdly, it was like trying to learn to swim again. It was like I yeah. knew how to swim. But then someone had like made it much harder, and I was like having to swim through treacle. Like I knew how to do it, but it was just like a lot harder and not. You, you got your armbands back on again. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and as I've trained a little bit more and what have you, like I've kind of got a bit more used to it. But it is a bit alien. But it's similar, but it's yeah. different. It's uh, yeah. I think um, coming back to uh, you know the whole sort of grips and and the pace of the game. So if. Uh, you know, for instance, you're in uh, someone's guard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
you can you can control their posture maybe a little bit more by using grips mm-hmm. um, you know like pinning the gi down and things like that yeah um whereas but then again it you've got nogi where you can it's easier for you to slip out of things yeah as well, well. so like for instance um so combat base um, is a position in jiu-jitsu where uh so you, when you break open the guard and you sit down on your bum yeah and you've got one knee pointing up to the sky yeah and the other knee is uh sort of out to the side so it it basically it prohibits the um the guy on bottom from closing his guard mm-hmm. so getting combat uh base position in nogi is it's a lot easier because it's like plus you don't have all the material of the gi well that's um, something else that i noticed straight away is because i do play a lot of guard at the moment closed guard mm-hmm. recovering my guard yeah so much easier like just because the because there's much less friction like around material like gi on gi and stuff like that so say you're in in mount or in half guard i i actually found getting from mount back to close guard really easy because really? okay yeah That's because because i just got a frame and just i've got skinny little legs anyway like yeah. i've got little chicken legs <laughs> like i could just kind of whip them up through and because there's such less friction just yeah. two strong shrimping movements yeah and i'm kind of almost pretty much back to close guard okay. just because i can slip my legs through more easily yeah um and i found that i was like whoa this is this is great and then i was like <laughs> oh i don't know what to grip and stuff so um i think keeping the close guard is harder in nogi personally i think it is the, i know that the guys that i know who do a lot more nogi they just open their guard, go to butterfly or yeah, Delaheaver or it's 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 yeah, it's a strange single one. leg X or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, me personally, um, I I don't really like playing uh, close guard that much from no, for nogi, just because quite often uh, or not, it's um, sometimes people find it harder to pass in uh, in nogi from from in, inside the closed guard uh-huh. because they can't like for instance when you you know you go to stand up or anything in, in the gear you can trap their arm and you can you know you can almost get like a two-in-one grip so you can grab their sleeve and their belt so it's like you're pinning their arm yeah um, to uh to to their belt and then you can stand up on that side without risking getting swept whereas nogi it's a little bit harder because you're having to just use your hand on top of their wrist uh-huh. you know and it, you, you can't really sort of grab that material to pin onto um but then again like i say it comes back to the whole thing if you want to slide into your combat base it's easier because you've got less friction on uh, on your material on, on the clothing yeah um so it, it depends how your game is but uh i would say personally like clothes guard for nogi um I personally don't use it as much anymore. I used to a lot, mm-hmm. but, I, but I'm more, like you say, more butterfly guard now. I think like I think as well, naturally, from the fact that there's less friction, and it sounds like a stupid thing to say, but like that it, wearing a gi makes that much difference, but it really does. And until you do it, both of them, you won't realise. But because there's less friction, the pace is much it's quicker much quicker yeah much quicker because uh everyone it's it's the age-old argument though with people like yeah gi is more technical and blah 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 like yeah yes the gi can be is more it can be more technical because you've got more grips to consider mm-hmm. as well um and not i wouldn't say strictly speaking but you can in some cases you can power out of quite a lot of uh moves in the no gi mm-hmm. um and because you don't have like okay prime example 
uh, going for an armbar, right? Yeah. From the guard. You're yeah. you're you're on the bottom, you're going for an armbar. Mm-hmm. So in the gi, you've got you've got all that material to grab onto. Yeah. And it's you know, a gi is thick as yeah, well. It's yeah, yeah. it's not it's not like a karate gi or anything where it's quite thin like cotton mm. material. This is thick cotton. Okay, so when that's it, it, you know, with that's imagine that's your arm wedged in between or their arm wedged in between your legs. That's tough cotton on tough yeah. cotton. So there's there's less um there's less movement on the arm. But where in Nogi, you've got rid of all of that. And yeah. like I say, you're wearing a rash guard, which is like a skin tight material. Yeah. And that can slip so much more easier. Or um, bare skin when you're all sweaty. When yeah. you're sweaty, it is hard to grab onto. So I know this sounds a bit stupid, but in no- when I'm doing Nogi, and this sounds like the lamest thing ever, <laughs> like I have a sh- I have short sleeve rash guards. Like I will rub my forearms with my head, like to get them really sweaty, to make it harder for people to grip. Oh, that's brilliant! Well, I like. I'm like, do you know what? It's marginal gains, and uh, I may not be very good, but I'm going to make it as hard as I possibly can. Well, do so, you know like, what? If you ever see me, I'll be like, I'll be doing this, like rubbing my um, my head. It's a valid tactic. I'll tell you what. Actually, the prime example. So, Hutama uh, Poharis. Okay, he's a. Um, uh, an, an MMA fighter uh-huh. and uh, and jiu-jitsu grappler known for his vicious leg lock games. Okay, um, and uh, he's been banned from like MMA. And, oh, okay. Or like he's been suspended. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because he he basically heel hooks people and uh, uh, doesn't let go. Even after the ref calls the fight. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pleasant. <laughs> I was going to say, he yeah. sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, very pleasant man. <laughs> um, but uh, in the UFC, he fought a guy called uh, Nate Marquardt, and. Uh, so what happened was um, he went for this heel hook on Nate Marquardt, but Marquardt slipped out. And as he slipped out, Paul Harris was just laying on the ground. And he looked at the referee like for a way out and started complaining that Marquardt was greasing. So by greasing, that means he thought Marquardt had put Vaseline on his legs ah. to grease himself up to, to get out of this submission quickly. Yeah. So as he's there laying on the floor, looking at the referee, saying, hey, man, like what the yeah. hell or whatever. Well, the fight's still going. So Marquardt comes in. Lands an overhand right to Paul Harris on the, on the ground and TKOs him. Wow. But what happened was, just before the fight, Marquardt done a really intensive warm-up in the locker room ah. to get a real big sweat on. Because so, he knew Paul Harris was a leg lock guy. Yeah. So he, he did a really extensive warm-up, um, got a really good sweat on. So when they get, went into the cage, he was already slippery, drenched, drenched yeah. in sweat. So that's how he slipped straight out. What can I say? Him and me are kindred spirits. So, yeah. <laughs> I've got good tactics. Oh, I will bear that in mind. If it works, it works. There we go. Uh, yeah, we should actually um, talk as well about, we mentioned leg locks there. That is also one of the fundamental differences between gi and no gi. Yep. Obviously, it's quicker. It's more slippery. Um, the pace is high. But also, um, there are certain moves which are allowed in no gi, which aren't allowed in gi. Yeah, it depends on the rule set. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Typically speaking, a lot most um, at so, different levels as well. Y- yeah, well, t- I mean, especially most pro uh, nogi tournaments. Um, so what they what the difference in the rule is, they allow for reaping the knee. Uh-huh. So what that basically entails is in a typical IBJJF, which is the International Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Federation. So uh, in a typical IBJJF gi match. You're only allowed your foot, like your outside foot, into the hip, and it has to be in the center line mm-hmm. uh, with their leg. And it's it's a little bit of a strange rule, really. But basically, your outside foot is not allowed to come past the center line of their hip. Uh, and by 
it's hard to it's, it's hard to describe it's without hard, without showing you guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it is hard to describe, but if you if you think about it, like you can, I can see what you mean. Yeah. So that their your your outside foot is not allowed. Let's say, for instance, it's not allowed to go past past their thigh, it, like past the inside of the thigh. Yeah. Because it may it then turns the knee inwards. So basically, if you imagine a, a line between your belly button. Yeah. And your hip. Yeah, outer hip. Yeah. Outer hip. Yeah. The guy's foot is not allowed to go. If it goes past that center line, then yeah, it's that's reaping so the knee. So past past the belly button. Yeah, pretty y- yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean it. It probably you're probably getting over that way. You're still going to be in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and when you're reaping the knee, your foot's not going to go as high as the belly button anyway. It's more going to go sort of like lower hip. Yeah. Uh, region. And when we talk about reaping the knee, what do we yeah. mean? So. So that that's just basically what it's called, reaping the knee. So it's like it's where your outside leg comes all the way over their thigh basically mm-hmm. and it, it like i say it forces the knee to go inwards so, so when it goes inwards it then uh forces the heel to come out and that's where you get your heel hooks from so essentially what you're doing is you're isolating the the knee joint yeah and but you're bending you're you're twisting the bottom of the leg one way but the knee is fixed basically yeah yeah and that, and and that's where a heel hook will rip apart your knee yeah yeah it's yeah. it's a very very dangerous uh technique but um it, it's one of those uh it's one of those things or the like the stigma in in jiu jitsu is you know um a lot of gyms don't train leg locks um partly because it is it is a whole different game in itself yeah um and I personally I think the reason why a lot of the guys don't like or old school Brazilians don't like to train leg locks is um one it can stunt your growth mm-hmm. a little bit in jiu jitsu because sometimes you'll get so focused on just doing leg locks uh you won't you won't practice the fundamentals yeah um so I think if you're going to do leg locks you need to get a good fundamental base down first and then start I mean to be honest I've only recently started doing leg locks probably I don't know about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I I knew a few, yeah, but I never really practiced or trained them. So, but now I'm actually starting to do them. Um, you know, I, because I've got that fundamental background already there. Hmm. So it's not like oh, if I uh, if I have a failed attempt on a leg lock, I'm going to get my back taken, or yeah. or you know, I'm, I'm going to give something up stupid. You know, like I know, okay, I, if I fail on this, I need to go back to my basics. Yeah, but yeah, typically speaking, that's kind of the difference between that like in a traditional gi tournament so you're not allowed to heel hook no not not, not no mm. not in an ibjjf gi, gi tournament. yeah or any any gi any gi tournament you're not allowed to heel hook you're not allowed to reap the knee basically and then no gi yeah depending on the rules yeah at certain levels you are heel hooks are allowed yes yeah yeah uh, there's actually a, a competition um end of this month i was gonna um, sign up to yeah it, you should it, do it uh well i can't because i missed out on the registration oh, so. yeah right closed at midnight on sunday oh, okay. yeah but um funnily enough they're actually allowing heel hooks at blue belt um and above oh okay yeah because usually it's only from brown brown belt and above or something like that. Have i got that right i i think so brown it depends black. like well um, it depends on the rule depends set on the well. rule set yeah. but yeah but largely speaking Gi, no gi is kind of more leg locky and it's leg lock and guillotine yeah and kimura and um uh, kind of uh darces as well which is a lot of darce chokes a yeah. lot of darce chokes because obviously you don't have the gi there so you're going right. to be relying much more on on that um yeah i guess how, how then do you think that they complement each other because if you 
obviously if you want to train jiu-jitsu and you want to train as much yeah. of the two that you possibly can as a combination uh, because that way you're going to be a better all-round jiu-jitsu practitioner yeah but i'm guessing and this galls me to say it because i love being in a gi but <laughs> i'm guessing that no gi complements your gi game better than gi complements your no gi game um purely yeah. because in no gi it's wrist control which you know you can still do when someone's wearing a gi yeah controlling the head that's yeah. stuff you can still do when you're in the gi whereas gi you're looking for grips that just aren't there yeah yeah true uh, the, the fundamentals are kind of the same yeah really uh like your movement's still kind of going to be the same as well yeah i i would i would actually say if you yeah Speaking from my uh, personal opinion, I think if you were to have a guy who only did no gi for a year mm -hmm. and you had another guy who only did gi for a year, yeah, um, I think the guy who only did gi would probably get along on better doing no gi mm -hmm. as opposed to the guy doing no gi doing gi. That's interesting. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? We it, should try and make that experiment happen. I would love to do that. We should try and do that. But but don't quote me on that because that that's just my personal opinion on yeah. it. Just because um, I, I, like the grip game is a big factor. Like uh, I'm I'm sure anyone who only does no gi, if if you've rolled in the gi before, you they hate it. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like the gi. Yeah, they don't like the gi because they don't understand the grips. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, you know it is it is a slower game. You can't get away with as much as you can in nogi, um, and especially if you got a guy who all he does is leg locks. Yeah, you know you're going to struggle maybe a little bit in the gi. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess as well um, too. I I would be in. I guess as well if if the if the nogi game is. Do you, so when you say you can get away with more, do you think you can get away with having a bit less good technique in? I'm not trying to get you. I'm not going to try get. I'm not trying to get you into trouble. No, no, I no, I think I generally think um, you can get away with 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 being um, less astute on your technique. Yeah, that's interesting. You, you can kind of power out of things a little bit more um in nogi but then saying that it it kind of um i suppose it works both ways because yeah. because we were giving the example of the of the arm bar earlier yeah so obviously the friction you know you've got both both legs around someone's arm you know you've got two gi pant legs they've got their arm it's going to be a bit harder yeah for them to pull out their arm yeah so in that sense yeah in nogi it's easier to get your arm out but but you've, you've got to really drill if you're in nogi yeah super tight do you know, funny enough, I was I was literally just about to say the same point. There we you go. Stole it from me, Charles. Well, what can I say? <laughs> I'm developing all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but what I mean is, like, you know, you're going to have to really nail that armbar technique. Yeah. To be able to stop the guy from. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, actually, um, I've actually started a, um, employing this new grip in my armbar from guard uh -huh. um, because I saw uh, Yuri Samoes um, do it against um, Jeff Monson, and. Um, uh, so basically, Yuri Samoes and Jeff Monson, they're you know, two really world-class, uh, famous grapplers. Uh -huh. Jeff Monson's a huge, bald, whitehead guy. He's yeah. massive. And Yuri Samoes is a beast anyway. And there was a, it was a no-gi fight. And um, he caught, uh, Yuri Samoes caught um, Jeff Monson with an armbar. And this grip he used was, was lovely. Like yeah. It was kind of like a, an inside like elbow grip with the same arm. Mm -hmm. 
And I just thought, I wonder if that would work pretty nicely in Gi, and it does. It translates just as yeah. nice into Gi as well. Um, so yeah, they, it, it it works both ways, really. I guess it's kind of swings and roundabouts, really. But um, I, I think if you want to get your fitness up, you know, training a bit of, I mean, training Gi as well, is always going to get your fitness up. But training yeah. a bit of no Gi as well, yeah, it's just super quick. You're yeah, gonna I, get fit. I love it, to be honest. I, I love both games. Like, I... I never got into this whole thing of people like going, oh, you know, they only just like one game or whatever. To be honest, it's jujitsu. All it is is just jujitsu without a gi. Like I hate some people are like are complete purists in the gi. Like I just just train gi or whatever. And then you get the opposite where people are like, oh no, the gi, you know, it's not realistic and stuff. Well, well, it is because every a lot of people wear a jacket. Yeah. Out, you know, walking down the street or something. Yeah. I think it's good to just train them both. At yeah. the end of the day, it's it's just jujitsu and it's grappling. Like I love both. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and um, uh, yeah, I kind of think if you've got the opportunity to train both, then you should just make the most of it because it's gonna, it's gonna make you better. Like the more you train, so I mean, yeah. What do you prefer? I actually, and this is purely because I'm still finding my way a bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I love being in the gi. Yeah, I absolutely. Actually, I um, so I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, at training but i watched um joe rogan and guy ritchie yeah that was a great uh, podcast absolutely yeah. love it when guy ritchie went i'm a bit naughty in the gi um <laughs> and uh yeah i'm a bit tasty in the gi tasty. yeah and i was like oh that and i was just like i i i prefer being the gi but that's just because i've trained more of yeah, it yeah and i'm far more comfortable in it and i guess it's about what you're comfortable with isn't it it is very fun though gi no like, gi, no gi. Oh, do, do you say it's fun? No, no, it's fun in the gi. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, they're both fun, but I mean, it's you feel a little bit more of a ninja in the gi. I think the thing is as well that I like too is with with gi as well. You can be a little bit more creative, like yeah. because you can be a bit creative in the way in which you use the gi. Mm. So I love a good lapel choke, yeah. like actually using someone's gi to like trap their arm yeah and the, or to bring sneaky, it, uh, sneaky and yeah. choke them with it like that's really clever like you've got to you've got to be a bit creative and that's what i i quite like that aspect of it yeah i'm not saying that guys who train nogi aren't creative because i'm sure they are but like i think that aspect of it's really quite cool so yeah that, well, that's cool you that's what you love doing yeah so, that's yeah. what that's what i prefer so uh at the moment but i mean probably in about two years time i'll absolutely love nogi and i'll be <laughs> it'll be uh kind of ups and downs and what have you um yeah um that, that that's kind of it really for gi or no gi and the differences between the two yeah i mean well yeah like you say it's basically i think if you're training the gi like so imagine with the gi as well you know you're talking about let's say on average two kilos yeah okay and then it's like what you said the other day let's, when let's not feel... bring up my weight not in the gi oh no no <laughs> <laughs> sensitive subject i've oh, got ribbed about that this week anyway carry on uh but yeah it's, it's you know let's let's say it's two kilos and you're having a you know a hard sweaty session hmm. it's gonna weigh even more uh, drenched in sweat and like you say when you take the gi off you feel like you feel like naked almost and it's it's, it's like uh it's like dragon ball z when you you take off your weighted uh clothing and you're yeah. like instantly yeah. i'm like yeah. my power level's gone up by 100 it's or incredible you feel so much more mobile and like just rolling around us just even like just doing over the shoulder rolls just forwards and backwards and stuff like you're like this is incredible i feel i feel so like you do feel like a like a ninja like all of a sudden because it's like wow this is incredible and you can yeah. feel so much more mobile like yeah it's yeah. it's cool um yeah if you uh, have any opinions on what we've said 
good or bad uh we'd like to know so um yeah give us uh drop us a comment on facebook or uh, you can email us because we've got we've got a gmail haven't we so what is our email is it two i oh, know we've we've got two now actually have we actually yeah i can remember i set the one off from your oh phone. yeah yeah i'm gonna i don't think i've had any emails on it um but yeah i you, don't think we have heard any <laughs> you can email um uh what what two geese in a pod at gmail.com yep or cj spelled c-e-e yep j-a-y yep at two geese in a pod two geese in a pod.com um uh with just anything you want to talk about really like even if you think the podcast's terrible that would be quite I, I just we'd love to know what you think yeah um and next week we are going to talk about um well we we're We'll do one of two things next week. Mm. We'll either talk about injuries and yep. dealing with injuries and how they're a part of jujitsu and all uh, that. Very sort of good stuff. experience in that. Yeah. Or we'll see if we can get coaching. Yeah. Because we did say we we're going to get coaching today. Yeah, yeah, we did see if we could get the coaching. But um, yeah, I'd like to get Manassas on and just talk to him because we were road tripping over to uh, Coventry for the thing, and he just started he started telling us like his. His stories about when he started training jiu-jitsu in '96. Yeah, it's great in isn't Brazil, it? and we were like, "Tell us more." Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it's a great story. We might see if we can get coach on uh, uh, next week as well. Um, but yeah, um, and if you've got anything else that you want us to do shows on or talk about, then yeah, just let us know. And do you want to give the club a plug <laughs> again? Yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, come along down to uh, Brothers for Life uh, Kingsland Jiu-Jitsu train gi on monday and wednesdays from half seven till nine uh we do no gi on a thursday half seven till nine again and then we have an open mat session in the morning from half 10 till 12 so even if you've never done jujitsu come along uh we've got a very nice friendly team everyone's really welcoming and i'm I'm sure you guys will love it and uh yeah and if anyone who is currently training jiu-jitsu and anyone to get some extra sessions in everyone's more than welcome yeah open gym policy um yeah it's uh it's really good fun the, the guys are great so um yeah come down if you're just thinking about it half thinking about it like you won't regret it and the first session that you do is free as well on the house always on the house um so yeah um thank you very much for listening and uh, i guess We'll do this again same time next week. Same time next week, buddy. Nice one. Okay, bye, everybody. Have a good week.